Kevin Mondro here, Coach Dro, D-R-O. Welcome back to the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast, the podcast where we advocate coaches and help young coaches learn from the coaches telling these stories. Before today's conversation, there's a group of Michigan men that I recently met that are working hard on a great cause, and I felt it was so important to pass on their great message. The Basketball Alumni Brotherhood, who once called the University of Michigan home, has joined the fight against ALS. Since 2019, they have been raising awareness and funds through their self-created nonprofit called Hoops Fight ALS. Inspired by former head coach Steve Fisher and his son Mark Fisher and Mark's continued battle with ALS, this basketball brotherhood puts on an annual golf outing in order to keep the brotherhood connected and raise awareness for research and support initiatives against this terrible disease. This organization is not affiliated with the university, the Michigan Athletic Department, nor the Michigan Basketball Program. This is coordinated and executed solely by several alumni members of Michigan Basketball. To help support this unique alumni group and their charitable efforts, feel free to check them out at www.hoopsfightals.com where you can donate towards their 2022 fundraising efforts. Click on my show notes below. Again, that's www.hoopsfightals.com. Today, we are talking to Coach Jay Shunar. Coach Jay is currently an assistant coach at Cleveland State University for Coach Robinson. And Coach Jay spent the last two seasons as the director of basketball operations at Butler University for Coach Jordan. Before his tenure with the Bulldogs, Coach Jay was the special assistant to the head coach with the Cleveland Cavaliers. As you'll soon hear in this conversation, Coach Jay has a special connection to Coach Beeline. In addition to working alongside Coach Beeline in the NBA, Coach Jay was a graduate assistant with Coach Beeline at the University of Michigan. I can't wait for you to learn how Coach Jay got his start. Before Michigan, Coach Jay was a high school coach at the age of 26 at Ann Arbor Huron High School. Prior to becoming a head coach, Coach Jay was splitting time as an assistant high school coach and working as an engineer. With the belief of his tremendous high school coach, Coach Samaha, Coach Jay knew he had to be a college coach. This is a great introspective into the mindset of an assistant coach in the midst of starting his on-the-floor coaching journey. However, as you hear Coach Jay's thoughts on positive energy, creating player relationships, and individual workouts, Coach Jay sounds like a seasoned pro. Finally, Coach Jay's examples on why he asked countless questions and Coach Jay's tips on building genuine relationships will have all coaches writing down this amazing tip. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform that you are currently listening. Remember, we are everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Please keep telling your coaching friends about this podcast. The bigger audience we can create, the bigger impact we can make with younger coaches. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Instagram at Tell Me Your Story Coach. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Twitter at Coach Kevin Dro. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Mondro. By the way, if you need summer gear ASAP, check out my show notes below and connect with Moneyball Sportswear today. Enter the promo code DRO and gear up. If you need a new book to read this summer, I recommend the book Deep, The Life of Rob Murphy, Alive with Purpose. See my show notes below for how you can secure a copy of this amazing book by Coach Murphy. Enough of Coach Dro. Let's get to Coach Jay Shunar and tell his story. Jay, why do you coach? I coach because of the impact it's made on my life. When I was a basketball player, 
a lot of coaches made huge impacts on my life, especially Coach Samaha at Huron. Mm -hmm. I used basketball as a tool to compete, and I loved the game, but also it was my social life. And I used basketball. I leaned on basketball when I was having bad days, when I was either struggling in school, but also when I was having great days. I mean, it made me happy. So basketball has always been part of my life from just a standpoint of impact. And the people that I've met through basketball have just completely changed my life in, for the better. And it's taught me so much. So learning from others made me want to give back, coach student athletes and, and professionals and be somebody who gives back to them through my experiences. And obviously the other thing is I've got a crazy competitive spirit. And I think through relationships and through just competing, uh, you can really impact people's lives. I'm into the game of coaching. So I've always wanted to be a coach. When I was a player, they asked us, what do you want to do 30 years from now? Where do you see yourself? And I said, a college head coach. And I think that biggest reason is because I've just seen how coaches can impact people's lives for the better and how you can get the most out of somebody through a sport. So that's really been important for me. Mm, that's really good. So before we dive into your career, and it's pretty cool, Yeah. when do you know that you've made that impact? Yeah, it's funny. You know, it's probably once it's probably way further than you than you think because it's probably nowhere near you're actually done with some with a player or coaching a player or, or he's moved on. I think I'll tell you this. You learn about it in stages. So I'll remember when I was a high school head coach, I had a player, Art Caldwell, who I loved dearly. All he wanted to do was play college basketball. He gave me everything his senior year, and we got him to Kalamazoo College, mm. played for Coach Smith, and Jay he had Smith. to pay almost nothing. Yep. Jay Smith, who's now at Michigan, he almost had to pay nothing to play there. And I was, and we had multiple other guys who had made it, but, you know, I felt a huge impact because we got him to where he wanted to go. Well, two years later, he decided he didn't want to play anymore. And his dream school was just to be a student at Michigan. So we did everything in our power to put the best application for him to be a student at U of M. And he got into Michigan. And then he wanted to be, go and, become a PT student and go to PT school. And now we're working on his PT application five years later. The point being is that, you know, your impact, it comes in stages and it never really ends. There's never a, oh, I'm done. I've impacted their life. It's a continuous process. Every single moment that you impact them, it's a new joy. You know what I mean? It's, I get excited every single time I impact somebody that I've coached previously or currently. I think people are looking, people think it's a one-time thing and it's a one-time happiness. I don't think, you know, that's the case. And I think, you know, if you, if you hear about the greats from Samaha to Coach Beeline mm -hmm. to even those like Coach K at Duke, it's guys coming out and saying, hey, I still talk to him today, 20, 30, 40 years later. So I think it's never ending, but I think when you impact their lives outside of the sport, you really feel it. You really, really feel it. So you were just recently named an assistant coach for Coach Robinson at Cleveland State. Who is Coach Robinson? Man, first of all, he is a leader of men. Uh, he's an incredible leader of men. He's one of the best people I've worked with here. He's also one of the brightest young basketball minds from a head coaching standpoint. But I think where he puts his mark is he is so experienced and a winner. He's won at Chicago Loyola Reporter. He's won at 
Um, I'm sorry, even going back, he won at Arkansas Little Rock right. with Porter. He won at Loyola with him. He then won at Iowa State with TJ here this past year. So he's a winner. But his experience says a lot about him. I think my favorite story, though, about Coach Robinson is when I got the job is people call me all the time and say, hey, you work for a dude that's really like, forget basketball and, you know, knowledge and all that type of stuff. And he has all of that. People really like Coach Robinson. People want to see him succeed. And that's something you don't hear every day, especially in an industry that we're in where it's so highly competitive to get these jobs. People like Coach Robinson. He's a man of character and he's a man of integrity. And without, you know, I think the head coaching position talks even more about just his basketball knowledge and the IQ. I'm really looking forward to learning from him here in my first year as an assistant. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to following you guys this season. You work alongside Coach Henderson and Coach Lewis, two high-level, high-character basketball coaches. What has your experience been so far working alongside these two coaches? Oh, it's been awesome. It's funny because Henderson, we call him Hendo, said the other day, it feels like we've been together for years, and, and it really does. Mm. Um, it really does. We've got a a crew that brings energy every day. And I'll tell you this, Coach, I am usually number one on the energy charts. I'm for sure third with these two guys. Travis and Coach Henderson have an appreciation for the everyday process. They bring it every day. They never have a bad day. And it makes it really hard for you to say, oh, man, I'm tired or, man, it's been such a long day. It's not possible. They create an environment of joy, which is really important in this industry. With that also being said, they are both hell of a coaches. They're both elite coaches. Uh-huh. Trav and I really bond with our time at the high school level. Travis was a high school head coach for nine years um, in Toledo, yep. um, where he was extremely successful. And I think being one seat over, no matter the level, really teaches you a lot about yourself. And you have a different perspective on the game and coaching. And so him and I have really bonded over that. Coach Henderson and I, I've been working with him now for two weeks and I'm just, or I'm sorry, two weeks on the floor, a month and a half in total. I just try to take a ton of knowledge from him. He's got so much experience in this game from being at Miami, Missouri State, back at Miami, Kansas State. He's just got Cleveland State as well. Yeah. He's at Cleveland State. He's got a ton of knowledge and I want to take in as much as I can from him because his experience is something that's really valuable to us. If you are a Division One men's basketball program and in need of an MTE for this upcoming season, I would highly suggest you connect with Jacob Rittenhauer and Darren Sorensen ASAP. In my opinion, Jacob and Darren are as good as they get when putting together multiple team-exempt tournaments. Former D1 high-level coaches themselves, Jacob and Darren understand the dynamics of college basketball scheduling. Please reach out to me, and I will connect you with Jacob and Darren in regards to the Jersey Mike's St. Pete Classic. St. Petersburg in December, high-level games to get your team ready for conference play. Also never a bad thing to be in the Tampa Bay region in mid-December. In addition, the 2022 Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic has a loaded field this upcoming season. I can't wait to watch the TV coverage this November. The 2023 and 2024 Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classics are also looking for high-level BCS programs who want big-time televised matchups 
and oh yeah, the wonderful beaches of Montego Bay. Finally, if you are a women's Division I basketball program, Jacob and Darren are working hard on getting your program to Jamaica very soon. Let's just say, put 2023 on your calendars, women basketball programs. Contact me at tellmeyourstorycoach at gmail.com, and I will connect you with Jacob and Darren immediately. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Coach Henderson, when he was the interim head coach at Miami, phenomenal job. Absolutely. Absolute grinder, works his tail off, great yep. relationships, and sensational evaluator, yep. great coach. And then Coach Lewis, he played football and basketball at Eastern Michigan, and beyond impressed with his commitment to get to Division One. we're going to talk about your mm-hmm. journey here in a second, but just with Travis, Final Fours, every clinic. Oh, yeah. Work the lobby, you know, high level family, great wife. You know, I just yeah. think you're in a great situation. And, and it sounds like you guys are all on the same page. No, absolutely. I think and I got to give a shout out to Hendo because he was a pretty good player himself Ooh, yeah. at Miami of Ohio. But I think the biggest thing for me is regarding just our staff, like I said, is, you know, there's a synergy to us in the fact that we communicate about everything, you know, and I, I think you know how important that is for me just assistants talking all the time and it can be it can be just non-basketball stuff mm-hmm. um we had a recruiting trip and my girlfriend of three years came out to eat with us and we had a blast right and now it's always hey how's kaylee doing what's kaylee up to mm-hmm. hendo just had his daughter it's hey what can we do for you mm-hmm. do you need help with something trav is always sending him little baby tips on what to do because travis has two kids so it's really a relational staff. I think that's so important in the game today. You have three guys that are highly relational with each other and others. It makes it something really special. And to be honest with you, our players see it, right? Our staff is always hanging out, always laughing, always talking, always communicating. It makes just everybody closer in the program. So I, I'm really lucky I've been part of that in the past at my other stops, and I'm just really lucky to be able to continue that here. So I'm going to read some quotes that coaches from your past have sent to me about you, and I think this will be a unique way to share your story. Number one, positive energy and mindset, high energy. Where does this energy come from? I really love what I do. I think the energy comes from maybe at a young age questioning what I was doing. I was a biomedical engineer mm. at the University of Michigan. I worked at Hewitt Packard, but I always knew I wanted to coach. So I wanted to get in the college game and I didn't know how. I didn't know what were the appropriate steps. I didn't know what to do. So I went to my roots, which was high school. Yeah. Coach Samaha, uh, Mike Lovelace at Skyline. I was an assistant for Mike for five years. And that's when Skyline was really you know, on the come up. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had a great run there, but I really was working two jobs between being a high school assistant and working at Hewitt Packard as an engineer. And just deep in my heart, I just didn't have, I walked into work every day and my energy level, I could tell was not the same when I went into HP as when I coached at Skyline and at Huron. So I, uh, when I finally broke in, I promised that I would you know, I promised myself that I would enjoy every step of it um, and always be the guy that was just forever grateful to be where he's at. So I kind of just have taken that mindset, you know, and, and kind of ran with it because, you know, I know a lot of people would, would have loved to have the opportunities that I have, and I'm extremely grateful for the opportunities that I have. So I think that's important that, you know, you're always bringing a level of energy um, while you do that. And, and I also want to make sure I'm giving people energy. 
I think that's really important. Like, I want to be an energy giver. I want people to leave and say, man, I was having a bad day and I ran into Jay and like, I just, he just gave me energy. I think that's something I pride myself on. So to me, to be honest with you, it's one of the best compliments I can get from somebody. I'm being an X and O guy. We can all watch film. Uh Uh, We can all study the game. Some of us do it better than others, but you know, bringing energy consistently, something every day is not as easy as everybody thinks. So that means a lot to me that someone said that to you. Number two, connects with players at a high level, has coached and made connections at every level. He's really close with Duncan Robinson, Mo Wagner, and Karis LeVert. Pretty funny. Actually, today you had a pretty cool Instagram post and Mo Wagner was giving you some grief, but (laughs) has the ability to understand individual personalities and get them to come together and build chemistry. What is your secret with making connections with players? You know, first of all, I think caring about them outside of basketball. I can't tell you how well I'll know I'll know the guys off the floor. I think that's really important. That's one. Two, I think sweat equity just goes such a long way, right? Whether it's working them out, whether it's, you know, showing up and going to have lunch with them, whether it's going to an Indians game with them over 4th of July. I think there's a sweat equity that they appreciate from you in building a relationship. The truth is what I try to do is try to make them the best players they can possibly be. I think you can only control so much skill-wise and development-wise, and there's all of that that we can grow in and work on every single day. But I think mentally our growth can be a lot bigger. So I think really connecting with their guys on their games, just the mental side of the game, really builds a relationship early on. I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, to tell you the truth, I was a walk-on at Toledo who ended up playing. And when I played and missed a shot, I put my head down. I never really had confidence in my game because I I was just unsure of myself. And I, I think as a coach, it told me, hey, if I had half the confidence that I have now, I would have been a lot better player. <laughs> so I really try to focus on that with our guys because we have, we have a bunch of really good kids who work every single day. I and mean, I think the mental side of the game is really important. And when they see that you care about that, I think it takes your level of relationship an extra level. You know how it is today. I think you know mental health is a huge thing and we all see it every day. And I think just being a positive impact on guys mentally has really accelerated my relationship. I truly believe that. Three, he's a tireless worker, a student of the game, passionate about the game, hungry to grow. For younger coaches, can you give some examples of how you try to grow personally? I like to be a sponge to everybody in every situation. Coach Robinson will ask you, I ask so many questions. I'm not afraid to ask. Why did you do that, Coach? What made you think of that? In every situation, we were talking the other day about scheduling. Why did we schedule that way? Why would you do that? In your past experience, what made you do this recruiting? I'm always asking questions. I think that's important. I think you run into so many situations in this industry and people are people want to be the guy that have the answer. I do not want to have the answer. <laughs> I want to be in so many situations. I want to learn from 5,000 different situations. I think being the guy with all the answers isn't necessarily, you know, the right thing. Just having a growth mindset is really important. Something I learned from Coach Beeline, and I stole that from him Mm. because that's what he preached to our players. So if we're asking them to have a growth mindset, then I should have a growth mindset. You know, I saw how much better they've gotten year after year with him having a growth mindset and buying in every single day to what he was saying. I should as well. So that's one. Two, I've been freaking lucky. 
to work with some of the best. Coach Yamaha is one of the best high school coaches in the country. I truly believe that. His impact on high school students and kids and players is second to none. Coach Beeline, I can't say enough about him and what he did for me. I was an emotional young coach who used my emotions to communicate with guys. And he used basketball and development and scheme and strategy and mindset to really buy in with them. Coach Val, one of the best development of guards, also taught me how to build a culture. Coming from Butler, playing at Butler, he really had an incredible culture there of players. And he taught me so much in decision-making regarding the head coach and all the decisions he has to make and why he made certain decisions. Now, Coach Robinson, I'm learning so much for him. And like I said, I ask him so many questions and he's always cracking up because I ask him questions thinking he has all the answers. And the truth is sometimes that's not the case. And I appreciate him always saying, sometimes being like, I don't know, Jay, we're going to find out. And that's what makes our relationship really great. So just being a sponge to everybody that's around you. Don't think you're better than anybody that's around you. You can pick something up from everybody because all of our styles of coaching are a lot different. The last is obviously from your high school coach, Coach Samaha. For me, Jay is literally a son to me. He played for me and coached on the staff at Ann Arbor Huron before taking over when I left for Michigan. He's a big brother to my son as a player, big time scorer in high school, good student, fun to coach because he could see the game at such a young age. Talk to me a little bit more about your high school coach. Yeah, Coach Amaha is seriously one of the best human beings and basketball minds uh, that I've worked with. First of all, he cares about his players so, so much. And, and at, you know, he says that about me. No one knows how many practices he's kicked me out of as a player. <laughs> I mean, I've been kicked out of practices. He's taught me how to hold players accountable to a standard. There is a standard at Huron, and I didn't understand it as a player. I didn't understand why it mattered, and I've really learned that from him. I've seen him do so much more with less. And when I say with less, it could be, you know, I think Julian Lewis this year is probably the first scholarship Huron basketball player Division One since A.J. Matthews mm. and those guys. A.J. would probably have been, if I was in 08, he was a 12. So it's been eight to nine years. He's been so successful at winning with culture, with a, a level of standard, with a level of care that has just been incredible. He's, been, he's my number one mentor. I talk to him all the time, on the floor, off the floor. Uh, he's just been great for me during this journey. And the truth is, Coach, you need somebody to believe in you mm. in this. You got to have a – you know, I was really lucky. I coached, Coach Samaha believed in me. He said, hey, I want you to be the head coach of Huron at a young age, which then led to Coach Beeline believing in me because Coach Samaha believed in me. But you can always – I always got to credit him for believing in me at such a young age because it takes a lot of guts to give a wiry 26-year-old a head coaching job especially at Ann Arbor Huron when you've built it to what he's built it to. So I'm forever grateful for him, but also just want to emphasize how, how smart of a basketball mind he is because I always tell him that, you know, as much as I've learned from Coach Beeline and Val and especially my time in the NBA and now Coach Robinson, there are many principles that I still use today from what he taught me as a player. I think that's really important. So you're this engineer at HP coaching Skyline Huron, head coach at 26, and you make this transition to Coach Beeline as a graduate assistant. Yeah. How was the transition for you to be a GA now? It was easy. From a standpoint I was learning from, I always tell everybody this story. 
Coach Beeline interviewed me for the job, the 25-minute interview. He called me in and he asked me 10 questions and not one was a basketball question. It was all about me, my family, where I'm from. His number one thing was, why do you want to, do you want to be a college coach was his hardest basketball question. He just wanted to get to know me as a person. And that was all I needed because I wanted to learn everything about him from a person standpoint, but also from a basketball standpoint. But it showed me that he really hired people because with he wanted to teach you everything, but he wanted to know if you would listen, if you're willing to learn, your level of passion. And I think he could see my level of passion when I was interviewing with him, but I was talking about myself and my family and where we're from. And that when I left, everyone's like, what do you ask you? Did you have to drop a play? Did you have to tell him about a defense? Did you have like literally not one basketball question? So I think making that transition when I left that interview, I knew this was going to be big for me from a learning standpoint. The best story I can say is Coach Samaha also was with Michigan as a director of basketball ops. Right. And, you know, the GA is on the floor and coaching more than the ops position. Mm. And at the time, I think he was like 48, 49 years old. And he said, Jay, if I could just be the GA for him, <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. And, I, and at the time, I said, well, Coach, I think I might have a chance to do that. And he said, you better pack your bags in five seconds and go do it. Mm. Because Coach Beeline is truly, in my opinion, one of the five best college coaches ever in my era. I've learned so much from him. He is a, a development genius. He's one of the most people, I say this all the time, he is one of the most, if not the most, competitive people that I know. People forget that. I think everybody talks about you know, his development and his players. He is so competitive. He's an elite competitor. And so I think people need to know that about his greatness. And I always appreciated that. He works. He was the hardest worker. That was the hardest thing about working for Coach Bjorn was he was the hardest worker. Yeah. And you could never meet that work ethic, work effort. So I, I'm just so grateful for him. I could ramble on and on and on for what he's done for me and what he's meant to me. So you transition with him to the NBA with the Cavs. You're with Coach Beeline, Coach Bigger yeah. staff. Yeah. I'm sure there's a million things we could talk about with the NBA, but I'm just so curious. Like, what did you observe in terms of skill work that you were able to translate to college and now in Cleveland State? That's a great question. I got a lot of experience at doing individual 45-minute workouts, hour workouts, not longer than that. I think when I was a high school coach and a young GA, it was be on the court. Let's work out for an hour and a half. Let's get shots, handling, passing. I got really good at 45-minute efficient workouts where we got a lot better. I think that's where the NBA is really good. You don't practice as much as in college, not even close. But your development with these guys, the 45 minutes you get on the floor with them are, are really important. And I think that's where I've really got to grow in a development standpoint of working out with guys is, hey, let's get on the floor for 20 minutes and do form shooting. Right. That's it. Hey, let's do 45 minutes of handling and shooting and passing. I got really good at 15 minutes of each and just being really efficient in those segments. Other than that, I just learned a ton. You know, obviously things didn't end with the Cavs as, as perfect as they did at Michigan for Coach B, but I think sometimes you can learn more of what not to do than when you're always doing it right. I learned so much in that one year, and, and the Cavs organization was great to me in that one year, and then obviously COVID hit. 
um, which really changed the world. But coach was great to me during that time. And my time at the NBA really just taught me a lot about the differences. It, it really is coach. The difference between college and the pros, it's like, you know, math and science and English. Like they're not the same at all. We're playing the same sport, but it's a different mindset. It's a different care. It's different relationships. It's different basketball. So I just think seeing that level was, was really cool. And like I said, if I ever go back there again, I, I learned so much from our first rodeo, but the biggest strength I really took, I feel like, was the 45 minutes to hour workout. Mm. When I went to Butler, the Dobo was allowed to be on the floor with the COVID rules. So I was able to work out guys and continue that 45 minute to an hour workout. Because the truth is, in college, I think we don't focus so much on just that hour workout, that 45 minutes of development. And it's so crucial. It's so, so important to these players. You mentioned Coach Jordan at Butler. You're obviously director of ops, but maybe had an expanded role with COVID. You know, we've shared some texts about you. He has great respect for you. You mentioned guard play. You also mentioned his culture. Just touch on both of those real quickly. Coach Val, first of all, cares about his players, you know, up there with, with everybody. What they eat, what they wear, you know, you know, when they're in class. I mean, we... He wanted them to have the best experience at Butler. So that was first and foremost. Second most, there was a Butler way, there's a standard to Butler basketball that he was a big part of growing. And as a guy who coached at his former school, I had coached at Huron and he had coached at, he had played at Butler and now coached there. I watched him make decision after decision after decision to hold the standard of the program. And I thought that said a lot about him and how much he believed in what the school had built in its 20-year history. Where I respect Coach Val for everything is that Coach Val came in and didn't try to change a place. He tried to maintain it and hold it to a standard that he was part of setting. And that's where he was really, really good. I mean, I can't tell you how many he would do over the summer, Coach, we would do financial literacy for the guys. We'd bring somebody in that would talk to them about where they should put their money and how they should handle their money. He would do other things like do a panel of questions for the guys from former Butler players. We've done community service, soup kitchens multiple times. He built a culture of care within the program that I thought was incredible. And he really, really taught me that. From a development standpoint, best guard development coach I've seen from all of his drills, he's developed the best. Trey Burke, Karis LeVert, Nick Stauskas, they will all tell you that, that Laval Jordan is a big part of their development. And the little nuances he sees in the game on when you should go, how, what you should do when you have the ball in your hand coming off a ball screen, how you should work guys with your eyes, swiping their arms back. I mean, every single detail, guard detail, he really has, has an incredible knack for that. And I remember saying our players to him, and I'm really struggling. I want to work on these things. And I tell them, go talk to Coach Val because he'll have a better answer than me. So. He just taught me so much in developing guards um, and the time that you spend with them. And he also, like I said, I watched him being the Dobo and sitting next to him, make decision after decision after decision. By the way, during one of the hardest times in United States history, like, you know, everybody wants to talk about coronavirus. No one has gone through coronavirus like ever and so watching him make decision after decision after decision while still holding a standard of the program was truly incredible you know you mentioned you've been now with coach robinson five six weeks so before we finish up here what's your current mindset as an assistant coach for coach robinson at cleveland state oh just to come in and, and be the happiest guy on earth bring a ton of energy learn a ton honestly just give our guys everything from a standpoint of 
relationship-wise, on and off the court. And honestly, I mean, we want to win. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, we talk about winning all the time. And I think winning comes with the level of relationships, um, a level of cultures, and a level of care. So I just think you can control winning. But I think that if you can control your culture, you know, the level of care, I, I think, Coach, to be honest with you, being liked is important. Like your players like you, the people in the building like you. Don't just be liked by your players or maybe just your staff. How about the person that's coming in and cleaning your offices every single day? It, you know, when she goes up to your coach and says, hey, I really like your assistant coaches, the energy, they're always saying thank you. They're always being polite. Um, our administration, hey, I really love your staff. I think that type of stuff goes such a long way. I think people want to be, oh, man, he's so smart. He's such a great basketball mind. He really is this incredible recruiter. No, just be liked. Work really hard and be liked by the people in your building. Be respectful to everybody, and and that'll build an energy. So, I can tell you one thing. Uh, you know, I won't bat a thousand, but he's going to get someone who's going to work every single day really hard for him. Someone he can trust. Someone who's really loyal to him, and someone that's going to be liked in the building by many. I'm just looking forward to to working with him and following his lead and starting this journey and him for him being head coach. So I'm really excited for that, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm just looking forward to, to what we're building. So Jay, I always end the podcast. What are some simple tips for young coaches? Yeah, that's, that's great. First of all, if you want to coach, go do it at a young age. Take any job you can, any place. There's an exercise called five and five. Five head coaches and five assistant coaches and build genuine relationships. Mm. Genuine relationships, five and five. Don't just be, you know, I see, I see a ton of people jumping on LinkedIn and adding a hundred coaches. That's great <laughs> to have the most followers and be connected with a random coach in LA. Take your relationship building seriously. Find five coaches, head coaches and assistant coaches, and spend time building relationships with them. There are a lot of really good people in our game who want to help young coaches, but those those relationships really truly have to be genuine. So take your time in doing that, whether it's a 20-minute lunch, whether it's a 10-minute phone call weekly, um, whether it's watching a coach's game and sending him a message, hey, great win, coach. I thought you guys played really well. Keep up the great work. Find, find five and five and, and do that. The other thing is have a t- bring a ton of energy every day. Be an energy giver. I truly believe in that, obviously, as I've talked about a little earlier. And then the last thing is don't be afraid to ask. I think I said that earlier. Ask. I mean, the guy who keeps asking Hey, can I come to practice? Hey, do you have 10 minutes? Don't take things personally. We're all busy. You know, we're all busy. People have a lot of things they do in their life. Put yourself out there. Because I'll tell you this, if I, if I hadn't put myself out there, I don't know if I would ever have been. I'd probably still be at HP. So put yourself out there. Be vulnerable in the process because it is a humbling process and let the chips fall where they may. But if you really take that approach with building quality relationships and then also kind of enjoying it and putting yourself out there, I think think it'll really work out for you. Well, Jay, this has been a lot of fun. I love talking to young coaches and and you've been on my radar radar for a long time. So many people in my circle and around me, they speak really, really high about you with much respect. We've just recently started to connect and and communicate. This podcast has been really cool for me because everything that everyone told me about you kind of just came to life. I love your positive mindset. I love your approach about growth and learning. And I absolutely love the respect that you have for those who paved the way for you. You know, I can't wait to follow the Vikings this year. Talked about big time respect for Coach Robinson and the staff. Really thankful for your time. And I'm just so thankful 
that you would open your heart up and help some young coaches today. No, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to hearing and listening to this and hearing a ton of other coaches on the podcast. So I appreciate it. That was a great conversation with Coach Jay Shunar. Here are some things that I love that Coach Jay said. And why does Coach Jay coach the impact made on his life by his past coaches? Basketball was his social life. And the concept of making an impact as a coach. Get the most out of somebody. Impact comes in stages. Impact is not a one-time thing. Make an impact outside the court. On who is Coach Robinson? He's a leader of men. He's experienced as a winner. Coach Robinson is so well-liked. On his co-workers, Coach Henderson and Coach Lewis, they bring it every day. There is a synergy to us as assistants because we communicate about everything. And where does Coach Jay's energy come from? He's forever grateful to his coaching start. And Coach Jay wants to be an energy giver on how Coach Jay makes connections with his players, caring about them off the court, sweat equity, make them the best players that they can possibly be, connect with the mental side, really good. On how Coach Jay grows, he asks questions all the time. I want to learn from 5,000 situations. And he learned this growth mindset from Coach Beeline. I'm Coach Jay's high school coach. He held players accountable to a standard. He's my number one mentor. You need someone to believe in you. And Coach Samaha believed in me. I'm Coach Jay's transition from being a high school coach to a graduate assistant for Coach Beeline. Coach Beeline wanted to get to know me as a person first. Coach Beeline hires good people. Coach Beeline is a development genius. Coach Beeline is an elite competitor. Coach Beeline was the hardest worker on staff. On Coach Jay's NBA experience, individual workouts and 45-minute time periods. Jay's thoughts on Coach Jordan built a culture of care. He covered every single detail when developing guards. He is the best guard coach he has ever been around. And how Coach Jay builds relationships. Building genuine relationships. Building quality relationships. Take your relationship building seriously. And how about the exercise of five and five? Build relationships with five assistant coaches and build relationships with five head coaches. Absolutely love this. The five and five, an incredible tip for young coaches. Thank you, Coach Jay Shunar, for sharing your story. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform that you are currently listening. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Instagram at Tell Me Your Story Coach. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Twitter at Coach Kevin Dro. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Mondro. And if you are looking for high-quality athletic gear this summer, check out Moneyball Sportswear. Click on my show notes below. Use the code DRO and shop away. Finally, I can't say this enough. If you're looking for a great book to read this summer, grab a copy of Deep, The Life of Rob Murphy, Alive with Purpose. See my show notes how you can get a copy of this incredible book by Coach Murphy. Stay safe. I can't say this enough. Be you. Keep coaching. And see you on the next episode of the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast.